Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Hello, hello, and welcome to Spotlight. Today's show is a topic I'm super passionate about. It's about leading with love, letting go of the fear and leading with love. I've got some very special guests in studio today. I'll introduce them in just a moment. But if you're listening right now, this is a show for you if you are working on being able to lead more from a heart space, leading more from abundance, from attracting what you want into your life rather than fear. And this was inspired by something that happened to me a while ago. I had a really tough week a couple weeks ago. It was just crazy. I was closing on a house and and Gerald was gone and things were just exploding. And it, it wasn't all bad stuff. It was just kind of crazy stuff, right? And uh, during this week, I got really in my head and I started feeling anxiety for the first time in a long time. So for those of you who don't know me, uh, or for those of you who do, you may remember, I was diagnosed with debilitating OCD and also anxiety as a teenager and struggled with that for a lot of my life. And thankfully, I found a lot of tools that help me overcome that. However, during this week, I started getting some of these anxiety things back. So I decided to listen to a meditation by somebody who I've listened to a lot of her meditations. And there had been one that I passed over so many times. And this meditation was how to relieve anxiety and stress. And I thought, I don't need that. I got it. I never get stressed out anymore. I never get anxious anymore. This week, I was feeling some anxiety and stress, so I listened to this meditation, and uh, it's by someone, their brand is called Boho Beautiful. They also do yoga. Um, She's amazing, and during this meditation, she said there's two ways that we can react from our life, two primary motivators usually. Either we're motivated by fear or we're motivated by love. And then she had this mantra that I then repeated over and over, which is, I am the creator of my reality. I choose love. I am love. I am the creator of my reality. I choose love. I am love. And as I did that mantra throughout the day, as I recognized where in my life I was leading with love and where I was leading with fear, I was able to let go of the fear to lead more with love. And it seemed like everything just fell into place. So that's what I want to talk about on today's show and here in studio. We've got two very special guests. They're also from the Phoenix area. Actually, we've got three guests because they also <laughs> brought their baby. She is so amazing. So um, anyway, I, I want to, to to do them due diligence and introduce them. But first of all, I want to I want to start with John Jonathan, and it's Schlossberg. Am I saying your last name right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. So Jonathan Schlossberg, he is a high energy master connector and sales whiz, equipped with former professional acting experience. So yes, he was actually in some major shows. You may have seen him in some of them. Maybe we'll go over that in a minute. Additionally, he is a ClickFunnels to Comma Club Award recipient. He's generated over a million or more in sales from one funnel. That's pretty impressive. I'm I'm really impressed by that. He co-founded Guild Marketing and currently serves as COO of Unconventionally Wealth and the seven-figure content mastermind communities for business coaches. And family-wise, Jonathan is a father of four, all under the age of six. That's pretty impressive, too. You know, I had all four of my kids. My fourth was born when my oldest was almost six. So I, I get it. 
I've I've been there. I've done. They're you bigger. feel the pain. They're bigger now. <laughs> yeah, they're make it just stick with it. It's all worth it. And then his lovely wife Sasha is joining us today too, and she knows how to take a brand or idea and make it magnetic, unforgettable, and when necessary, even viral. So she's advised everyone from teen influencers with millions of followers on monetization strategies to mom content creators and visibility strategies, resulting in coverage by the Daily Mail, Good Morning America, and hundreds of news stations across the world. She co-founded um, Good Marketing. Am I saying that right? Good. good. Oh, but it's good spelled with two use. Yes. That's actually really clever. Good marketing <laughs> and now serves as the CEO of Unconventionally Wealth and Seven Fear Content Mastermind with her husband, Jonathan. She's a mother of, of four, all under the age of six. So, and, you know, it would have been weird really, if she had like She's I know. a mother of like seven. Seven, under and, the, you were, and, like, and you were like, <laughs> the, the father, you're like, how did I, I didn't even know about this. Where did, yes. When did this happen? But anyway, really glad to have you guys in studio today. And as we get started, I know you're married. We're talking about leading with love today. We're talking about growing your business. You've done this. You've been, I'm sure you've had moments when you've gone into the fear, the anxiety, and the stress. And you had these moments where you've had love and, and you're both brilliant marketers. You've accomplished some great things in your life. So um, I just want to hear a little bit more about your background story. So Jonathan, let's start with you. Sure. So we lived in L.A., like, we'll start. I won't start from the way yeah. back. But, <laughs> it's okay. I, we were, I don't need to know. We were in you LA, were and I was a professional actor. F- I was in in LA for about 18, 19 years. I've been on shows Grey's Anatomy, Criminal Minds, Shameless, Entourage, and kind of fell out of love with the whole acting, but didn't really know because I didn't have a whole lot of skill sets, and I didn't want to be like a, a fifty-year-old waiter. And then Sasha and I met, and we ended up working so well together and we moved moved from like restaurant to restaurant always kind of running the show and we we were like well let's work together so we actually started to study for real estate and you're welcome honey to jump in (laughs) and throw your two cents Uh, and then like two tests in we were like nah this is not for us and at the same time a casting director invited us to a a little party and it ended up being like a network marketing event and we were like I go do you want to go she's like and I'm thinking she'd be like, no, network marketing, no way. And, and she's like, yeah, as long as you're okay with us signing up. So like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very okay. decisive, this, and this I'd already done the cursory and it met my requirements. So I was like, sure, let's Yeah, do so we went, instead. and we were, I was like, this, this, this one's not so bad. And so we went, and we were like, okay, this is easy. We can do this, and we're in. And we signed up and did all News the right flash. things. It and was not No, easy. it wasn't. We had no influence <laughs> as struggling actors and, you know, through that, we she got pregnant, and well, I didn't technically get pregnant not through, through the that, network marketing company, but <laughs> you ended up getting pregnant. We, I was like, we, what kind of network marketing <laughs> company is this? Jeez, right? So we got pregnant, and she had debilitating um, morning sickness, and so it was a people-to-people person, like network marketing company, and we were like, well, this isn't working, and she had heard that people were doing it online, so we started doing that research. And to make a long story short, we joined another company, but we found a mentor who was a, uh, a seven or eight-figure internet marketer, and he took us under his wing and taught us everything that we know, and we ended up working and running his company with him as I was VP of Ops, and she was the lead content strategist and uh, lead, strategist. lead strategist and Thank content you. creator. Uh, for the company until it ran out of funding. Mm. And then when it ran out of funding, Sasha was talking to a friend and we we're like, what are we going to do? Like literally same day, pregnant with our third, uh, we both lost our jobs. Wow. Oh my gosh. So you're pregnant with your third child. 
you find yourself jobless. Yes. You've signed up for an internet marketing company that didn't work. Yes. Well, no, we did that. We had some success, found the mentor, and then started working with him. Okay. And so that we started cutting our teeth working with him, and we would get deals with other companies, and we'd go in and do all of those things from But none of it was – it was – most people with our skill set go and they they do the make money online space. So they just it's it to me it feels like mercenary marketing. So it wasn't uh, there. It didn't feel aligned. Yeah. We we ran out of of money and employment and couldn't see what the next right step was. Yeah. So what did you do? You're unemployed, pregnant mm-hmm. with your third child, no money. Yeah. So we <laughs> were, how did you get from there to where you are today? Right. So we were it, in a pool. Yeah. At our friend's house. And this girl, it's funny, because she had said to me a number of times before, because she had an SEO agency, and we knew how to do SEO as well. So a number of times she'd been like, yeah, but you need a real business. I was like, I don't know what that means. And finally, she just, she spells it out. Because sometimes when you don't see it, you need Mm -hmm. it, like, really spelled out. So she told us, she's like, do you have clients that you already have clients? It's like, well, yeah, our birth center, our chiropractor, we were doing marketing for them. So she's like, build it around them, create a name around that. Now you have your niche. So that's what we did. Um, But we didn't have any of like the business fundamentals. So we were essentially freelancers calling ourselves an agency. So we very quickly went through like every single rough lesson there could be. Mm. Like we had a bookkeeper and our tax person, but we were under We had no idea what we were doing. We were like, okay, we're launching Facebook ads and SEO and that's it, go. And it was quite fear driven though, because people would say, well, you should just do one thing. And we would, uh, the fear is what would center. It would go, well, but how like we need more money so we have to do all the things we can't possibly tell anybody we don't do something if we need money so the fear definitely guided us for quite a while through there and then finally it was like okay well we need if if like starting to look around and go well if there's other ways to do this what are the other ways how can it be easier how can it be and and we don't necessarily tend to make it easy either. Well, we've gotten, I mean, we've continually gotten better. popping out babies and... <laughs> well, you know, it's really interesting that you bring this up because I was just doing a training for some of our clients on this this morning, and I see this over and over again. I'm, I'm kind of noticing this theme here, too. And you talk about dr- being driven by fear and these things you should be doing. Like, all along your pathway up until this point in your journey, you're doing the things you should, quote-unquote, should be doing. You're building a business that probably your lifestyle sacrifices for your business, right? And I was well, I, I will say this. You can either build a, a business that fits your lifestyle or a lifestyle that fits your business. Mm-hmm. And so what I always encourage people to do is figure out what do you love to do, what do you want to do, and then build your business around there. So how were you how were you able to get out of that fear mindset of this is what I should be doing, I'm afraid if I say no, I'm gonna lose a client, to getting to the space where now you're doing what you love to do and you're helping other people do what they love to do too what was that what what helped you get over that I would go ahead I was gonna say some of it was is just the awareness that (laughs) being able to take a deep breath and go oh this is not when it starts to feel I call it itchy when when I start to feel like things need to shift and there were also moments like we went to Hawaii to visit my grandma and we had a client who was just not a good fit client and we're in a rental car trying to do a with you know kids have jet lag trying to do a call with him to explain to him his website like there were all of these stressful moments 
um, that were the red flags. And I think for us, it's exacerbated by our focus on family. So it's like if if some people could run themselves into the ground, which we did do plenty of before we had kids. But with kids, it's a very clear thing. If they need attention, if things aren't working, then we have to shift. Well, we were also very intentional with it wasn't what we loved, the SEO and Facebook ads. It's what we knew. And mm-hmm. so it made logical sense to do it. And there was some fear in it. And then you're like, okay, I need a client or this. But we were very intentional of working from home or we got a co-working space, making sure we were homeschooling the kids and being present in the kid's life, even though it wasn't something we loved. What what took the shift into finding what we are loving doing is actually me I took the lead on most of the stuff. So I was grinding myself down. Like I launched a a small program after COVID crushed us. Uh, We lost all our clients and we launched basically a funnel and ads program for business owners and did great. And then like four months of no sales. And Sasha finally said, okay, how about this? I've thought of something and you've been doing this, beating yourself down, like let's try this thing. And it took me getting out of my own way me setting my ego aside and saying, okay, there's got to be a different, better way. Yeah, well, that's a really interesting conversation. I'd love to dig more into that later, like the balance between the headspace and the heart space. And I love seeing this dynamic. I have that dynamic in my relationship too, where um, I'm kind of the more uh, intuitive one and Gerald's more of the like driven, you know, let's do thing in in some dynamics. And so it's really interesting to have this dynamic where you trust each other too, where you say, I've got this idea, I've got this intuition, I've got this feeling that this is what we need to do. And then to set your ego aside and say, okay, I'm going to listen to you. Let's go for this when you've been working on something. But I would love to hear, so what is it that you are doing today that you love so much? Tell me the parts that Honey, you love. I mean, this is your birth child. So. I'm, like, I'm just part of it. I mean, we're part of it, but. It was funny. I want to I preface it by saying that, that for us to have this skill set and not have a cool way to use it was really hard. We would literally sit there and make lists. We'd make lists of everything we knew how to do. We would make lists of, like, all of the, the courses we'd take and the software that we had access to and still be like, and how do we make money with it? <laughs> so finally, we went quite all in in coaching last in January of 2020, which is ultimately what saved us. Um, because I was in the rooms of these people seeing everybody having challenges with what lead magnets should they do? What should they do for their content strategy? And it's that's just always been the easiest thing in the world to me. So we created a whole program around that. So initially, because he was, and he kind of, he underplays, he was extremely burnt out. He was taking, he was quite taking a very big toll. Hang on. She's crawling under the desk. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> it was, it, but it took a very, it was taking a toll on, on his mental health and our relationship as well. So at that point, it was, it was more of a, a necessity of nothing is working, but I have an idea and you have to trust me and on this. And what is that idea that they... Yes, okay, so that was for the seven-figure content blueprint. And so that's where we walk coaches, business owners through how do we create their magnetic messaging and what content do they need to attract leads organically mm. versus because people get and I understand like you it's we have to be so discerning in where we spend our money but people often think okay well ads or or this thing whatever this this platform or this strategy is without realizing it can be far simpler and so that's what we do and mm, I love that when, when we cut our teeth and when I say cut our teeth when we were learning we we learned lead generation to drive sales and revenue mm. not vanity metrics not getting likes or views but really about 
driving the lead to get them to give you money at the end of the day. And so our expertise really became about creative lead generation and what Sasha and I do phenomenally, and more so Sasha, is that organic strategy yeah. where you don't have to go in and run the ads. You can if you want to, but if you, like... Essentially, the foundation of the man we worked for, because um, he would do masterminds, was that if you can generate leads, you can generate customers, you can generate sales and revenue for life. Mm -hmm. So, but we named our agency good because we want to do it for people that are doing good things in the world. People that are not doing fear-based marketing, um, political bent, like any of that. We're anti-bro <laughs> yeah. hustle, mompreneur, like wine yeah. culture, all of yeah. that. We... we we pride ourselves in like family centric and yeah. you know clients first and a hundred percent transparency and being straightforward. Well, I love how clear you are in your brand. Obviously, you love what you do and also who you work with. Was that a huge relief for you when you were finally like, okay, I'm just going to choose who I love to work with. I'm going to choose what I love to do. I want to do it in the way that I want to do it because I don't want to work with. And, and you know, what's so interesting is really when you are in that fear, you, you feel this scarcity where you take whatever client you can get, you take whatever job you can get, whether you love it, whether you don't love it. But I really do see abundance when people actually step into what they love to do. So we're going to go to break. And when we get back from break, I would love to hear your tips for everybody out there and how to create the life that they love, how to step out of that fear, how to be able to, to create. And I love what you're doing with your family too. And to really just take a moment and focus on that. You know, one of the biggest regrets for me is um, when I was growing my business a few years ago, um, well, it's more than a few years ago now, but I was so focused and having so many wins in my business that I sacrificed some of the things that I really wanted and that were really important for me for some of the things that I thought were important or that I thought I wanted. So I love that you're you're taking that all with, you know, this vision of what is it that we want to create with our life. So when we come back, we're going to hear more from Jonathan and Sasha on creating a life that they love, how to step out of fear. And if you're listening, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, whether you are single and you're building the life that you want to build or trying to call into the relationships that you want to call in, uh, this is some really great and important information about being able to lead from your heart space, be a, being able to create the life you love and do what you want to do and not sacrifice those things that you want because you feel like you you're afraid that you are going to make money or you're in scarcity. So when we come back, some really great tips. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get Amplified. 
Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. Today's show is so fun. We've got some really fun guests in studio, husband and wife duo. If you're just joining us, we've got Jonathan and Sasha Schlossberg here with us today. And um, their little baby's joining us in studio too, so it's really fun to have her in here. She's super cute. And um, we've been talking about this idea of leading with love, being able to let go of fear in your business. And I loved hearing Jonathan and Sasha's story about how they've come through this whole business evolution. They have four children under the ages of six and that's you've got this whole family dynamic going you've had some major successes in your life you've had some failures you've had some things you've had to get over and um and i just want to read you a little bit about both of them so i read their individual bios to start with here's their joint bio just so you guys can get an even better idea of who these amazing powerhouses are so jonathan and sasha combined are a dynamic team jonathan's innate ability to connect intimately and powerfully with others as well as sasha's Undying determination and eloquent branding message skills makes them unbeatable. Together, they homeschool their four kids. That is a huge feat in and of itself. I must have to say, that's like a full-time job for two people. Oh my gosh! Okay. Oh, yep. I see the parentheses now here with a little bit of help. And are teaching them day by day how to lead unconventionally successful lives. Originally, the couple met as actors waiting tables in Hollywood and now live in Phoenix, Arizona. So that's where we are here in studio today. That's so fun. And I have to say, so I first met Sasha at a Women of Influence Mastermind that I was holding. And when she first was telling everybody about you, Jonathan, she was just raving about you and how you're just this amazing dynamic people person and and um, what a great fit you guys are as a team. So anyway, it was really fun to meet you in oh, person. Oh, that's so then. sweet. I know. And the amazing thing was, while Sasha was at this mastermind, so this Women of Influence mastermind is mastermind for uh, you know women that are having success in their business. Jonathan took the kids. All four of them. Well, three of them. Three of them. <laughs> but, 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 Sasha had the baby with her so that she could attend this mastermind. And that's why I love seeing that dynamic between couples. I work with my husband, too. And, of course, we've got a lot of kids, but they're, most of them are older, so we don't have to deal with the challenges of having young or the delights of having the young children. We miss, we miss the delights, too. But it's really great to see how you guys work as this team and this dynamic duo, not only in business but also in your family and how you've really created this life that you want. So I want to I dig into some tips and some content, some really tangible tools that people can use. If there's somebody out there listening and they're experiencing stress and anxiety, I mean, COVID was hard. You mentioned COVID was really stressful for your business. I just went through closing on a, a home and it was crazy because I'm an entrepreneur, all the things with COVID. I mean, there's so many things going on right now. 
in the world and so many stresses, how do you let go of that anxiety? How do you let go of the fear? And how do you step into the space of leading with love, of creating this life that you love and based on love rather than based on the fear of not having enough or not being able to survive? So I'd love to get your advice and your tips on how to be able to lead and create with love. That is such a good question. And it's it's honestly, it's it's a constant work in progress um, because I tend to come from a little bit more fear-based. And so I have to definitely do a lot more work. Sasha is a lot more trusting in, in God and the, in the universe. And what I've found is, is making sure that I've, I, A, you said something about like fear. And I have a saying, and I don't know where I heard it, um, but the difference between fear and excitement is just breath. Mm, and Sasha has a tattoo on her wrist that said, in Hawaiian that says breathe. And, and breath can take care of so much. Um, I know Sasha, when she went up to the women's retreat, had a little anxiety that she hadn't experienced in a while. And like, you just have to make sure you breathe through it. Be, try to be as present as possible and know that you're being taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that can be really scary when something isn't working out, you don't have a client showing up, et cetera, et cetera. But as long as you're continuing to fill yourself with the positive things, fill yourself mm-hmm. with the good things, doing the reading, tapping. I don't know if, uh, if, if your audience knows tapping, but uh, tapping is fantastic yeah. and it's, a, it's scientifically proven to actually reduce anxiety and help you reprogram yourself. So we have a lot of tools in our toolbox that we just use on a regular basis to... We use different tools also. Oh, yes. Like entirely mm-hmm. different ones. I, I, and we have coaches. Like Yes. I'm have, a big fan of like, I call it brainwashing myself. So I'll put post-it notes up. Um, in, in one case, I put one up that's like, what's the best possible outcome? Acknowledging that, yes, my brain is trying to keep me safe. So if my brain's trying to keep me safe, then and I'm, I'm future tripping on the potential negative options, then what's the positive version? And why don't I anticipate or examine that as an option? Or in the case of um, examining, like, what is it that's specifically not working? And what's the best case? How can I shift this thing? Because so much more is in our control. But um, if I find myself going, uh, yeah, you're going to tell us too. If I find myself going to the negative space, then I uh, then I can tend to spiral quite easily. Yeah, and I I love what you're saying. This is really interesting. I had a couple of thoughts as you were talking. So first of all, you know about the breath. What's I I love that mantra. Like I said at the beginning, when I was doing that meditation, I'm the creator of my reality. I choose love. I am love. And one of the things I've learned, I've done a lot of work with some shaman in Guatemala recently, and um and have done some processes with them. And the one thing is they said you can always breathe through anything. There's always a beginning, a middle, and an end. And just in the moment that you're in the middle of whatever's hard or you're feeling anxiety or fear, just remember to breathe. And it seems like such simple information, such a simple tip, but if you just are able to breathe in any situation, then you know that you have everything you need in that moment now. Oh, that's so, I mean, that's Everything. so poignant. And I think about it, like even sitting here, I've caught myself holding my breath. Or yeah. like I'll be on a sales call and it'll seem to be getting stressful <laughs> and I'll realize I'm not yeah. breathing. Right. And you just do it and the body 
just naturally takes care of itself. Yeah, and what, what's so interesting, I was doing enrollment calls the other day for one of my programs, and I was like, I'm out of breath all the time. I'm like, I'm holding my breath, I'm not breathing. Like, it, it's so interesting to catch yeah. that. One of my favorite breathing techniques, um, this just calms me down. Every time I learned this, I used to teach yoga and meditation, but it's just a deep breath in through your nose, and you fill your entire body with oxygen, and then you release it in three even parts through your mouth like you're blowing through a straw. So like, you breathe in through your nose, and then you exhale, pause, pause, release. And you just do that for like two minutes, just deep breath in, and then pause, pause, release. And what's so amazing is when you focus on the breath too, is your mind can't focus on anything else. So mm-hmm. you're focusing on being here in the moment. And um, Sasha, I loved what you said about focusing on the positive rather than the negative. And this goes back to we create our own reality. I did this post the other day and I, I had a reminder of this when we were recently at Burning Man. But if you're going to create your own reality anyway, if you're going to create, how many times do we in our mind, we're like thinking, oh, this is probably going to happen, that this is going to happen, then that's going to happen. But if we in our mind can just say, well, if I'm going to create my own reality, I may as well create something good. You know, like sometimes I'm walking down the street and somebody looks at me and I could be tempted to say, oh, I probably have something on my face. But instead, <laughs> I choose to think, wow, they probably think I'm a supermodel. That's why they're looking at me. You know, I'm creating that reality for yeah. myself. Um, but th- it was really interesting going in the other day. I had this really interesting um, situation arise that there was so much fear around, more fear than I felt in such a long time. And I found myself, oh, what's going to happen when I get there? How are the people going to treat me? What's going to be said? How are they going to react? And I actually found that it was a really loving situation. And I was the one that created this fearful reality in my mind and so um yeah i love that i love the breathing i love the creating your vision of your future and jonathan i want to go back to you because you said something interesting you said you were more prone to fear than sasha are you more prone to anxiety could you what does that look like for you what or how has that shown up in the past for you i feel like it starts with parental raising so i like how i was raised was more like my mother was faith like trusting in the in the world yeah. and everything and my dad was more fear-based and I feel like I got this dichotomy of sometimes I'm full faith and sometimes I'm like just mm-hmm. fear-based and I think it's it, it comes down to honestly whether the business is going well or not like when it's going well I'm great I'm like abundant and all of that and when it's not I go into this place of like lack and scarcity and it, it, it becomes scary and what's fantastic is now, I have tools that I can use, but I also have um, this thing called uh, a wife who is a really <laughs> great sounding board and sees what I'm doing and then like, can help me stop spiraling. And one of the things that's, that, that I treasure the most is our ability to communicate and how present we are for each other in those circumstances because it'll, if I was left to my own devices, I, I mean, like, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've, I've always done personal development but not to the degree that we do it now. And I think that's really important. Um, I think it's worth specifying that that fear for each person is different. His fear centers on financial, whereas my fear will center more on social or Mm -hmm. safety. So mm-hmm. well, this very is different. This is interesting to note too, because I think part of this is just a traditional and typical male and female. Also, I think such a good you know, point. When um, 
and I've noticed this too when I'm in a relationship either with my ex-husband or my current husband now and maybe I'm wrong about this but you can tell me it seems like the man feels more of a pressure to make sure that the family's taken care of that there's money coming in that there's a place to live that there's and it seems like there's more pressure on him that way have you noticed that or do you feel like that's true and I do. I think in the the traditional sense of the patriarchy, if yeah. we're if we're going that route, like my my dad was raised where you provide, you know, my grandfather was in World War II, came back, had a kids, provided for his family, worked a job. My dad yeah. was raised in that way. We never discussed finances in terms mm-hmm. of how much we made. It was all secret. It was none of my business. All of those things because it was just how he was raised, and so that that trickled down but my mother was like the polar opposite so I've got this weird push pull yeah but yes I do I definitely feel in the sense of and that's where part of stepping aside with the ego going if if she's come up with this idea and she's going to be the the lead person with this program you know I have to go okay like we're changing we do things differently that's why we have unconventionally wealthy and so we're very unconventional in how we do things, but intentional at the same time. So, you know, I, 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 I think that it is, it is a male thing, but like you had said, oh, you took care of the kids while she was at the retreat. And I find that so fascinating because that's just what we would do. Yeah. But like dads get like high fives and patted on the back and, you know, mothers are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing that. But you see a mother... With three kids taking them out and dealing with it, they're just like, it's just the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, I love that you have that dynamic in your relationship. Sasha, how do you best support Jonathan when he's in these um, fear states or when he's experiencing anxiety? (laughs) Oh, oh, goodness. (laughs) I'm like, not with very much sympathy. (laughs) You're like, come on. No, there's there's very little love there. Like, get it together, honey. Pull your head out of your... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny, because he and I had... We, we have such a different foundation, so I've had... Coming out of college, I was completely self-supported, but I, or supporting myself, but I didn't have any skills. So there were days when I thought I wouldn't eat. I mentioned before we started that I worked for a radio station. I interned, and I worked for the radio station for like minimum wage and I was a personal trainer I was working like 90 hours a week but not enough money to like make rent so I would like take food from the radio station I would literally go and be like I hope there's like I would survive on energy drinks and these disgusting fruit protein bars that the gym (laughs) was giving away and I learned to like eat from big lots and tape my shoes so like I've been I've seen what no money means I've had that that fear and I didn't have credit cards because I knew I couldn't pay them Whereas, so I, I've had that foundational fear, and so I know that I'll never experience that again. And so I, I just have a different sense of I'm like, we're fine, we're fine. To me, like even if we have times where we're increasing debt, right? To me, we're foundationally safe, and because like the, we have the world of possibility, since we're entrepreneurs, we can always make more money. That I'm like, we don't have, we don't, we don't. I can tell myself we don't have a need for the fear. And then I just, you know, shake my fists. And beat me over the head with a stick. (laughs) And what's funny is just like, 
logically I get it and then I just go to it and it takes a little bit to me to get out of it and then then I'm fine mm-hmm. and then it happens again and I think we've proven by now how little control we have over things so it's like it, we, we went we, we just moved we moved and then we went to the mastermind so we had a trip and yet we still had sales calls booking on the calendar so which which just went and proved to us <laughs> it went and proved to us the idea Oh my goodness. It proved the idea that um, sometimes we attach like, oh, I must do these things to get sales calls. Mm-hmm. And then you you skip over the magic. So we had that lovely re- reminder from God or the universe that like, no, people can still find their way to your calendar. Everything is possible. So sometimes I pay a lot of attention to, to, to the faith reminders. Mm-hmm. that. And I think the reprogramming is really important. Say somebody, somebody that's listening to this like lives in that fear place more often than they're not. I was just reading recently. So the subconscious mind versus the conscious mind. The conscious mind is 5%, right? It's 95% subconscious. But the only way to train your subconscious is to train your conscious mind first. So you have to like do the work, say it over and over, all of that yeah. until it trickles into the subconscious. It becomes a habit, trickles into the subconscious, and that becomes the new normal. Well, and I think that's the balance between the head space and the heart space. And even when we're talking about working, like you said, Sasha, you can have this heart space as trusting that things are going to work out, they're going to come to you. But unless you've logically put things in place, unless you have a calendar link and somewhere for people to go and how they can hear about you, then, that, then that's not going to work. So I think there is a balance mm-hmm. between, you know, this stepping into faith that everything's going to work out but also not losing yourself in that you know I know a lot of people that are just like everything's going to be fine it's all going to work out and and when you were working 90 hours a week everything was fine it did all work out but it wasn't the life that you loved and that you wanted to create and so um, being able to balance that working smarter maybe um, training your brain to step into your heart is really important Um, when we come back I want to hear more about I've having such a fun discussion with you but you talk about this um, unconventionally wealthy and seven-figure content mastermind. I'm really curious about the unconventionally part. I think that I think that would be a fun discussion to have. So when we come back, we're going to hear more from Jonathan and Sasha. What a beautiful relationship discussion that we're having on um, leading with your heart, letting go of fear, being able to step out of the space of anxiety, either as an entrepreneur or in your relationship, in your families, in your life. And uh, we're going to hear more from them when we come back. So don't go anywhere. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you're listening to Spotlight. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with the replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. Today we're talking about letting go fear, leading with love. We've got Jonathan and Sasha Schlossberg. I don't know why I can't say that right now. I'm even like German. That's my background. You can just say Jonathan and Sasha. Schlossberg. <laughs> Try saying Sasha Sch- Sch- Schlossberg like six I know. times. I'm it's going to get it right. This is like part of my personality. I'm very determined. So I may, it may not come easily, but I'm going to do it till I figure it out. So yes. I'm just going to keep Work harder, it. not smarter. Yeah, that's right. No, no wait. I don't know. <laughs> I do delegate some tasks that I'm not good at. Uh, anyway, welcome back into studio today. Um, we're talking about leading with love. I loved hearing about your relationship, the business that you've built, how you support each other. I want to hear more about what you're doing because I love this. I'm pulling up my computer now. So you ran something called Unconventionally Wealthy and Seven Figure Content Masterminds. Now, is that the same mastermind or are those two different things? So it's different. So okay. to give you the backstory, good marketing, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, G-U-U-D. So good marketing. Okay. The long story is we were holistic made. That was the first agency. Yeah. Because we were working with a birth center and a chiropractor. Uh, and we were naturally holistically focused in those areas. And then we started getting referrals outside so of that. So you were working with them on their marketing. Mm-hmm. Marketing, SEO okay. and Facebook okay. ads and Got doing it. the marketing for them. And then we started getting referrals outside of that space. So it didn't make sense. So we did a big rebrand to good marketing with two U's. Which in retrospect, I can tell, I, I now know that there was like a, a fallacy in there because we'd been told that you couldn't make more money in the holistic space. So we're like, okay, well, we'll broaden a little bit and work with, plus it worked for the referrals we were getting out of niche, right? But we could have continued in that niche, raised our prices, but we were told that the idea, that the best way to raise your prices is to rebrand. Mm. And so that's how we ended up creating good, which was- Fear-based. Yeah, which was great and it was aligned, but there was a fallacy underneath that that I can see in in hindsight. So I wanna I wanna I wanna pause here because this is a very interesting question comes into my mind because I'm a big advocate of coaches, mentors. I have coaches and mentors. I coach and mentor people, but I think there's a balance between what somebody tells you to do and also intuition, right? So how do you balance that out? Like you felt like you were in a good space, but you had fear base. Somebody told you to do something, you listened to them. Was this a coach? Was this a mentor? I mean, and how does somebody balance that out? How do you say, okay, you know, this is good or this is bad? I mean, I think I I have my own answer, but I want to hear your answers too. I go, I mean, I trust myself, and then I go gut check, because we also have a number of coaches, so it's ba- so we'll only ask specific coaches for specific things. So we don't ask one coach, like, we just make sure we ask the coach that's designated to handle that, 
mm-hmm. so we don't cross wires. But also, this change happened before we had a lot of coaching. We didn't have any coaching. We didn't at have this the point coaching at the time. So, this, so is, this is purely listening my... to other people okay. and her thought that we need to do. It's not a personal coach. It was just somebody. That, okay. Uh, this was it. this was purely me, and this was actually part of what led into us hiring coaches because I I can read really fast. I can integrate a bunch of information, which helps for strategy. But when it comes to yourself, you need extra eyes. Mm-hmm. And and I hit this point where I couldn't yeah. I couldn't read anymore or figure out anything more by myself. So that's that's why we ended up well, doing that. I always say it's hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame or there's another one you can't see your own ears, right? Um, but also there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And there's two ways we can learn when we're growing our business or going throughout our life by counsel or by consequence. So either we can gain the knowledge and then try and fail and try and fail and try and fail or we can look to somebody who's further ahead of us on that path or on that road. And I think this is a key thing too because oftentimes I see people going to, you know, their business coach and for relationship advice and the business coach is, you know, divorced five times and, you know, miserable yes. in relationship. But they're brilliant in coaching. And and I'm like, why are you asking them for relationship advice? Is this person where you want to be in your relationship? Or vice versa, they're asking for business advice from a relationship coach who's brilliant at relationship coaching, but not great business. So anyway, I just wanted to pause and I want to bring that up. And then also I would say too, in a situation like that, for me, I was asked this question, am I making this decision based on fear or based on love? And because I love my business, because I love the people I serve, because I love where I'm going, or am I baking this based on what I'm afraid what's going to happen if I don't do it? Okay, so you can continue on with your story, but I, I had to pause and <laughs> no, bring that totally. up because that's so important. And I think we made some decisions out of fear, and then we started realizing that that wasn't the, the best. It never took us to where we wanted to go, but when we started making the decisions differently, oh, Sasha has her... I have my, all my own, all so our branding. So this was our That's, original Holistic Made logo. Unless you're on the Facebook Live, you can't see it, but we had our logo oh, had. and our rebranding. Yeah. Um, but so we became good, and yeah. that was great. And it, good was, was good. Good was good. <laughs> um, and out of it is what my program, it was called the Automatic Client System, was mm-hmm. un, under the umbrella of good. And then... <laughs> Then Sasha, she wants we to have say a, she wants to say something about it. Yes, she does. Uh, then Sasha birthed Seven Figure Content Blueprint, which was our coaching mentorship program where we work with online coaches to help them uh, generate more sales through the organic social. And so here's and, what here's what happened there. There was another another strategy thing that that appeared. So where once we got. Uh, our vision became more expansive once we we're finally hitting our revenue goals, right? So that happens, and then we go, well, what's our big vision? Because we couldn't, we couldn't look at it because we were everything was too dark, right? So then we're able to see it, and we get like our mission statement, which was that we empower other people to to be the greatest version of themselves and to create their unconventionally wealthy life. But that didn't make any sense under the auspices of good, which was like. Facebook ads and SEO. We're like, what, what? So, and we love the mindset and the, what does it look to create your own unconventionally wealthy life? So good is technically tabled. And it's uncon- still there. Yeah, unconventionally wealthy though became the new umbrella, which then gives a whole different framing to the seven-figure content mastermind, which is where we do so much work around what is, you know, the expansive mindset that you need because there's visibility. <laughs> We could give somebody the strategy to show up with their content, but if they don't have the confidence, if they're afraid of visibility, if they don't believe it's possible, then none of it works. So is that where the unconventionally part comes in? I, well, I think it's that, and it's a number of factors. It's 
four kids under six, homeschooling. We lived in a 1,450-square-foot house that we outgrew two children ago. I will um, say, and here's the unconventionally part for me. So as a woman of color who I've never worked a nine-to-five, we're creating wealth, but not on any of the terms that people normally abide by. If if I, In order for me to create the program, I had to release all the ideas. I had to be able to do sales calls, massively pregnant in bed <laughs> because I was in so much pain, yeah. to breastfeed during my strategy sessions, to when he was doing the agency side, he did the sales calls and I was like on duty trying to make sure the kids were silent and didn't interrupt a sales call because God forbid, we're not professional. So instead it was like, well, what does what what really matters in professionalism? And I, and so, creating like yes kids might run in during a sales call in which case they have to introduce themselves and show their manners <laughs> but but doing this unconventionally was the only way that made it possible and so we tend to attract people that are also caretakers of kids pets mm-hmm. anything um but also think differently they want to do it differently that value you know anti-racism or question traditional um gender roles um and being inclusive yeah you know we like it, and, we're, and this we're was before COVID. Constantly. Like COVID made it a lot easier for kids running into the room. But I, like for me, I had, I was on a sales call with somebody, and I literally ended the call because one of the kids came in and started making noise. He's like, "This is totally unprofessional." I said, "You know what? My, <laughs> my family comes first. We are we are not the right fit for each other. So I'm gonna just say like, let's just like wrap this thing up yeah. because that's that's important." Yeah. Well, and I love that, you know, you aren't afraid to say you aren't a good fit for me and I'm not a good fit for you because we do things a little bit differently or unconventionally. And I actually think that's helpful to attract clients and to, to have people in there. And, and here's what I love about this. And this is what I always recommend people do, because I think people do this backwards. I think they think that they have to build their business a certain way or they have to do things a certain way in order to be successful. What ends up happening is they build a business that they become slaves to. They build a business where it doesn't fit their lifestyle, they aren't happy, they aren't doing the things that they want. So whenever I'm talking to somebody about building their business, I always say, let's just focus in on what you want. How much money do you wanna make? And you would not believe 95% of people are like, I don't know. Yes. I just wanna make a lot of money. And I'm like, no, like, Per month, how much money do you want to make to support your lifestyle, to live the life you want to love, live the life you love? And they have to think about it. And then they come to a number and I'm like, okay, well, how do you want to make that money? Well, I don't know, I guess work and do that. No, no, no. How do you want to make mm-hmm. this money? What do you love doing? What do you like to do? And it's like, boom, mind right. blown because they're like, what? I get to choose this? And I'm like, how many clients do you want? How many hours do you want to work in the week? And we tailor it backwards. We look at the amount they want to make, and then we look at what they love to do, how many clients they want to work with, and then how much they're going to charge for the program. Now you can go into the marketing and things like that, but it's so crazy. So, you know, if you're listening to this, just ask yourself too. And I think you guys are such a great example of this. What do you love? Like, what do you want in your life? How much money do you want to make? 
How much time do you want to spend with your spouse or your kids? How much time do you want to spend with clients? What do you want to do? And and not only that, but the frequency of want is so empowering. The frequency of need or of lack or of scarcity or of fear is so disempowering. I need to go get gas. I need to work with this client. I need to make money. It's like, no, you, it, you don't want to do this. This is not empowering. This is a disempowering approach to it. So It's like I, I have to do this versus I get to do right, this. Right, right. Like, yeah, totally. So, well, here's a, it's funny that you say that too because Sasha and I definitely check ourselves too. We found in our coaching program, we were overextending ourselves a little bit, like being available. That we finally said, you know, once a quarter, we're taking this whole week off of calls because, yeah. and no, we, no, no, once monthly. a month, well, sorry, once a <laughs> I month, was like, only once, a quarter. once a month, we're taking the last week dream. off because, and so we were there was that fear of like are the clients going to be upset and they were all like relieved they're like oh this is great they're like thank you (laughs) yeah but it's it's making sure that we don't overextend ourselves and that we're still like even doing the things that we love that we continue to make sure yes we're serving our clients but we're making sure that like it still is filling our cups as well I literally build a nap time into my schedule every single day. I'm like, I do not want to work a job where I can't have like an hour or two nap time, you know? And it doesn't mean I'm sleeping the whole time, but that's what I need. I need that rest time in the middle of the day or else I feel like I'm burnt out. I don't like what I'm doing. So um, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, okay. So I, we, we could talk forever. We've only got a couple more minutes left and I want you to be able to tell people if there's someone out there listening, they're like, I love these unconventional people. <laughs> I want to find out more about them. I want to find out more about their marketing and how how to get these uh, uh, unconventional organic leads and and just to connect with you more. How can people connect with you more? Where can they find out more about you and what you do? I would say the the one of the best places, if you're on Facebook, we have a wonderful community. The community is oh. called Unconventionally Wealthy, and it's group.unconventionallywealthy.co. Okay. Um, which is a, a really great place. Um, it, if you want to learn a little bit more about the program that you've mentioned, I will say... Uh, you can check that out too. It's sevenfigurecontentmastermind.co. Okay. Awesome. That has all the info. All the info. And I think it's a link to book a call as well. Yeah. You once you do there, you just click the button, and if you want to book a call, it'll let you book a call, and then awesome. we get a chance to meet and chat. And so when you guys are on vacation, you can get these calls booked, and then <laughs> totally. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Well, great. And um, so people can book a call with you just to have a discussion about how to be able to to strategize about their marketing or what is yeah. the call about? So, oh, you, you no, I'm <laughs> turning over. I'm curious to see what you're going <laughs> to say. What am I going to say? I'm on the spot now. Because, I, I mean, I know what I was going to say, but go. Oh, oh. You okay. have one minute. Uh, on the call, well, you get to know us and our family, but you also get to see our systems. So how how we bring people into our world, how we prepare people for entering our world to see if it could be a fit, good fit to work together. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but dry, going going to the seven figure content mastermind.co is really gonna like let you know who we are, what we do. If if you resonate and you're like, Oh, we may wanna work with you, you book a call and you talk with us and then there's a whole bunch of stuff afterwards that like preps you for our chat. And Love it. the whole goal the whole goal is literally just to give them that like clarity well thank you so much and thank you for being here take advantage of that go and book a call um, and you know check out all the amazing things that they're doing on Facebook too and also make sure if you're friends with me on Facebook send me a friend request um, Allison Hildebrandt Larson on Facebook 
Allison H. Larson on Instagram and love to find out more about who you are and what you're doing if you're listening to or watching this show. And of course, we'll see you next week here on Spotlight where we interview and have some amazing tips to be able to help you live your best life. I'm Allison H. Larson and you've been listening to Spotlight. Say goodbye to Jonathan and Sasha and their beautiful baby. Do you have anything else you want to say? Say goodbye. Last words. Say bye. Oh, she's just going to play with the microphone. <laughs> All right. See you next week, everybody. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.